0: Nuclear proliferation, global pandemic, famine, environmental genocide, war. Mankind teeters on the brink of a second Dark Age. Everywhere you turn, chaos, anarchy, and shadow. In these bleak days, under the fading light, where businesses and the little guy are left for dead on the side of the byway, and people cry out for the rule of law. Humanity is at a breaking point, where there is no light at the end of the tunnel, and everything good seems to have been barred, or banned, or barred. Two men offer up their voices in the darkness, a shining beacon leading the huddled masses into the safe harbor of good business practices and occasional time travel. Here are your hosts, the Sirens of Sanity, David Pridham, and L. Bradley Sheaf. Who let the dogs out? Well, the party was nice, the party was bumping. And everybody have a nap hey, hey. on.
1: All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us again. Another episode of IP Frequently. IP Frequently, the number one business podcast. We're very excited this week to have Jeff Gelman with us, who uh, has a very interesting story, and there's a lot of management lessons we can get from him. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit, some, a little bit about your yourself, your business, and and uh, and your company.
2: I own a company called Solid Canine Training, and we specialize in the rehabilitation of some really, really challenging dogs. But we work with all dogs. But our specialty is stopping unwanted behaviors. So we work with a lot with, you know, aggression rehab, um, leach reactivity, separation anxiety. But we deal with like everything from young puppies to a lot of the dogs that people like to turn down or people said cannot be trained or rehabbed. So uh, I, w- I do
1: want to I do want to ask you though about the importance of having a dog in one's life. I think Brad, you and I have talked about this before. Um, we're both pretty strong advocates of the fact that a family should have a dog, right? Oh yeah, I'm a
3: huge dog guy.
2: Yeah, I think a family should have the right dog. I think there's there's enough dogs out there, enough breeds out there that I think everybody can find a dog that, you know, works for them. You know, once we start domesticating animals, they need to fit into our world. I think what's happened is feel that we need to accommodate them all the time. It's like, well, hold on here. There's like some responsibility for the dog to sort of accommodate our life as well.
1: Brad, what what do you
3: say? You've you've had a lot of luck with dogs over the years. Well, yeah, we've we've had a number in our family. I, I think they're great. I mean, not only do I think a dog just in and of itself is an addition to the family. I'm sure Jeff is right that you can pick a bad dog for your lifestyle. I know for our girls growing up, You know, walking the dog, cleaning up after the dog, feeding the dog, et cetera, grooming the dog has been, you know, always been a part of their lives as well. And so I see it as not just gaining the benefit of having a little furry companion, but also uh, gaining the benefit in rearing
2: your children with them having to be part of rearing the dog. Right. It teaches, I think it teaches them a lot of patience and also long term. I mean, a lot of folks that are like, say, they've got a 13 or 14 year old child and the, Child wants a puppy. Say it's like well, historically you'll be out of the house in four years, at eighteen. Right. But the dog's still going to be around. So it's like, whose dog is it? Is it you know? It's you know. And then if you get young children, you know they love puppies. But you know, two three weeks in after they get you know nipped enough and jumped on and scratched, they sort of have lost interest in it. But it's a great way to teach children you know responsibility, discipline. Let me ask you this: you, you're a small business owner
1: um work across the country. How have you dealt with the COVID pandemic and how has that changed your business and your perspective on things?
2: I think 2020 has sort of prioritized my life in a lot of different ways. It's actually taught me how to pivot um as far as rev- you know streams of revenue. Um, uh, I think that certain categories of our business has have come to a standstill. The remote training aspect has skyrocketed. It's really opened up my mind to come up with creative ways to uh, uh, help as many people as possible.
1: No, that's a good way. To, that's that's a good way to look at things. And I should say at this point, uh, IP frequently uh, is brought to you by IPedia. IPedia, the only self-aware patent analytics platform. Uh, AI meets patent analytics and everything in between. IPedia, making life better for patents everywhere. Um, have you ever thought about using iPedia's uh, self-aware AI in your business?
2: Now, I'm not quite familiar with it, um, but now I am. So I will I wrote that down and I'll, I'll look into it. Um,
1: Let us know. I mean, it's what you ever see the movie, The Terminator?
2: Yes, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes.
1: Yeah. And remember what happened with the whole Skynet thing? We believe that's happening with iPedia. It's just a little bit quicker to develop. Got it. We're not exactly sure. And we can't really say much more about it. Um, but uh we are excited to have Jeff Gelman on. Jeff Gelman from Solid Canine Training. The question of the week uh now comes to us from one of our loyal listeners. We we'll let them know that Jeff would be on. So we assumed we would have a uh a, a canine question or two. This question has been chosen from uh, Norm in Atlantic City. Uh hi Jeff, I love your work. I've been waiting to ask someone with knowledge this question for some time. What, which, who is your favorite celebrity dog and why?
2: You know, I'm going to, I mean, I might have to go with PD from the little rascals. I mean, I mean, I'm would have to, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, gonna well, there's Lassie,
1: there's Rin Tin the yeah. uh, Shaggy DA, but that was really, Brad, the Shaggy DA was really human. So that wouldn't count.
2: Yeah. You know, no, I,
3: I believe you'd have to isolate that into a separate category, but that, that could be a follow-on question, of course.
1: Yeah. It'd have to be like a real dog, like Scooby-Doo or, um, Kung yeah. Kung or something.
2: I mean, I think, I think, believe it or not, the Little Rascals. I mean, I was a big fan of that show, and and um, and there's I think it was like six six of the PDs that they used. Um, they had a bunch of them. Um
1: Thank you, Norm, for your question, and we will send you the uh super duper box of Roy Cerrone for being mentioned on the podcast. Um, And uh thank you for thank you for listening. And again, I'd be frequently the number one business related podcast in sweden we just found out brad uh sweden we're number one now we were number three but we beat that ice fishing podcast and then that that crazy guy was institutionalized again so we're back up now to number one
2: that's good uh, we've got yeah. a we've got a podcast that's on three days a week and it's a q a podcast and we're actually number eight in hungary in the how-to category so you're you're doing you're doing pretty well you're doing well
1: we try. We try. We're trying to march. We we have a bunch of very strange numbers coming out of the Middle East that uh, can't be explained. But uh, uh, there's talk about putting um, Brad's uh, face on a coin. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Which isn't a good idea for any number of reasons, but these are things I don't control. So the next uh,
1: portion of the show is what we like to call management corner mm. or cubby or cor- corner where uh, Brad and I take you into the bosom of a couple of um, business owners, and uh, try to uh, provide our insight, wisdom, and insight uh, about modern um, business practices. And this week, the question uh, has been uh, provided an anonymous question from one of our Instagram users. Uh, What is the most difficult decision you've had to make as a small business owner? And and Jeff, I'll go ahead and pose that to you. Um,
2: uh, Well, I think, um, I think, Laying during COVID, I think letting somebody go. Uh, I don't think anybody should ever enjoy letting somebody go. I think that's a—that's always a challenging one.
1: So, so before we get to traffic and weather on the sevens, um, next we have uh, a, a new segment we just started to do. It's called Storytime. Um, and it's one we had done originally, and then we took a hiatus, uh, some would say a break from doing it. Um, this is where Brad spins a yarn or two um telling his personal stories, everything from King Kong Bundy, the Shah of Iran. this is where Brad'll spin a yarn. and uh, Brad this week uh the story time topic is your dog pirate. your dog pirate.
3: Oh uh, pirate. yeah pirate was an American Eskimo Jeff still is an American Eskimo Hi. as far as Hi. I know and uh you would have enjoyed this dog immensely because i know you to be a man who enjoys a challenge yes if pirate had five screws in his head
2: four and a half of them were loose right i think that's uh uh you know one of the things the you know is it nature or is it nurture that created that and i think that you know one of the things that we talk about a lot um which is so, you know, supposedly taboo, but to me, it's just common sense is correcting unwanted behavior. Um, And a lot of people think that, you know, aggression is due to, say, physical harm, abuse, and it's it's actually the opposite. It's actually too much of too much freedom, too much love, too much affection, not enough consequences, um, no leadership, no guidance, um, no fault of the owner because the owner is doing what they feel, you know, emotionally is the correct thing. Um, I think the best example is you take your 14 or 16 week old, you know, puppy and it growls around the food bowl as you approach it. And I think your average family would back away, but unfortunately you're training a dog to resource guard something. So, um, that's a good example of how to, you know, create an aggressive behavior around food, but people would think, oh, someone must have like starved the dog. That's why it's so aggressive around food. It's like, well... It doesn't always work that way. I think it's it's hard sometimes for, you know, just for your average family to connect the dots um, um, and shower the dog with love and affection, meet its basic needs, but not address the things you want stopped.
1: Okay. Well, that's, um, that's good to know, Brad. You can apply that in the woods if you ever have to uh, deal with um, old pirate again. We'll move on. Next is this week in innovation, there's going to be a lot of thinking involved in this one, this is where we go back in time and we talk about uh, a a great innovation that happened in history. Uh, So Brad 1986 100 people and canines participated in the first nude Olympics race in Indiana and it was men and women with dogs racing in Indiana nude, and that includes no shoes, mind you. How long the race was, I don't know, but it was the nude Olympics, 38 degrees in Indiana this date in 1986, and yet they still ran with the dogs.
3: I'll bet you every single one of those dogs was mortified to be a part of that process. Yeah, because they're
1: just crotch level. Yeah, that's not, that's not what they're looking
3: for. I mean, none of that is good.
1: None of it. And one thing I I can guarantee you, all those dogs are dead now. So we've got a couple of segments left. One um, segment that uh, we uh, like to do every week is what we call COVID Corner. Uh, COVID Corner is where we talk about the uh, unsuccessful government attempt to deal with COVID. Uh, This week, we have the chaos that is the vaccine distribution. Um, And I guess the first question is, should someone trust the government and take the vaccine. Uh, Jeff, Brad, what do y'all say?
2: Brad, you wanna answer this first? (laughs) Well,
3: look, I mean, I I am not a conspiracy theorist. I worked for the government for 25 years, either in the United States military or in federal law enforcement. And so I, I, while a small group of relatively well-organized folk may be able to pull off a, a small conspiracy, the United States government is incapable. Of pulling off a conspiracy right? I mean this is the same folks that brought you Amtrak and the Susan B Anthony dollar, right? I mean it's just too big, too much jackassery never going to happen, right? So if you are someone who does not believe for reasons of faith, etc., that you know one should take a vaccine, hey, you know what? It's the land of the free. However, I am not an anti-vaxxer. I have been vaccinated dozens of times in the military. My kids have all been vaccinated. And I think we're seeing plenty of evidence that this vaccine is, in fact, safe. So it's my position on that.
2: I have almost the opposite position. Um, um, everything from being a conspiracy theorist to to um, not being really big on vaccines. Um, so I, I would need... I would need more. I don't know what evidence I would need to to make me believe it. I think that um, uh, I would I would really struggle. Um, I'm going to probably choose not to take the vaccine unless now I'm going to struggle though with what happens if they make it mandatory to fly, or to enter a building, or to, you know, uh, uh, to do something else. But right, but right now I'm I'm just not I'm I'm not lining up right now.
1: I think that's uh, I think that's interesting, and I think the government has. Definitely opened up a lot of doubt into the whole vaccine thing, based on its performance uh, so far, and telling us what uh, is and what is not appropriate as part of the whole COVID response. Wearing masks, not wearing masks, to washing your hands, to you can travel and go on a cruise, no, stay in your house. And you know now they can't even distribute the uh, the damn the damn vaccine to the people that need it most. And they're sticking in the arms of politicians which is just bullshit um so i can see why people would be skeptical but at the end of the day i'm going to probably take the vaccine as well right after brad does
3: well you'll be waiting a while buddy because i've already had covid i have the antibodies uh, i so i don't need the vaccine i i suspect at some point in time i will take it but i'm certainly putting myself last in line because it's not really fair to go get more antibodies when there's plenty of folks who don't have any at all and you know I think when this all shakes out we're gonna find out that you know where we really screwed up with COVID was not focusing on the folks who were most at risk from it but treating everyone as though they were the same with respect to their risk of
2: you know real harm from that virus. So but we'll see. We'll see. Right. I think I agree with you on that one. That's where that's where I think that you know instead of pulling every child out of school um it, uh, they can focus on you know you're right who's the, who's the most at risk and it's so you've got to weigh your you've got to weigh your options there and I think unfortunately a poor job was done on a lot of different levels and which makes it very difficult to think if I would actually want to do now what's um, vaccinated or not yeah. we're gonna
1: we're gonna have to watch out right now because we're right on the edge of sedition with this <laughs> talk so we better we better better take the foot off the gas and go to our final segment the bronze Stevie Award. segment barter band uh jeff how many bronze stevie awards do you have
2: i'm not quite familiar with that term so if i can get some education on that first
1: well you would know if you had a bronze stevie brad and i have one on the shelf we're working on as you can see by these categories several more but it's a business award that you get for anything from your business performance uh, to a podcast segment to a, a coin coining a phrase, but this is barter band. It's a bronze Stevie award-winning uh, platform. Some would say segment. Uh, it's where we talk about controversial topics uh, relevant to today, relevant to our guests, and then talk about whether or not they should be barter band. We debate the difference between the two. Uh, and so this week for the bronze Stevie award-winning bron- barter band uh, segment, The uh, question is barter band, dog fighting and Michael Vick. What what say you?
2: Um, I mean, I'm not a big fan of, I mean, I, I've got, I'm not a big fan of dog fighting as far as organized dog sports fighting. Um, But I also have got an understanding of cultures and I, I can see, you know, I can, I mean, there's, there's cultures out there that that's all they know, but no, I don't, I don't agree with, with dog fighting.
3: There you go. I, I uh, Obviously, there's no argument with that. You should not pit one animal against another, you know, unnaturally, I don't think, especially for entertainment purposes, uh, you know, when the dogs aren't making, the, if a dog wants to fight another dog and that obviously happens quite frequently, then, hey, that's, that's on them. But pitting a dog against another dog is not the direction you want to go. And in terms of fighting a dog yourself, I also don't recommend that in view of our experiences with Pirate. And uh, having been bit on more than one occasion by a police working dog, that's no bueno. So are we all going to say barred or banned here or both? I would do both. But the order, though, is where you really get gets tricky. Do you bar it and then ban it? Do you ban it and bar it? That Yeah, I'm not sure about that.
1: I don't think you can. I think once you ban it, you can't bar it. But once you bar it, you can ban it, Be Right. If you do a Venn diagram, you know what? Jared will put it up on the on the instaface. We'll have like a Venn diagram explaining the difference.
3: With the dog in the middle? Correct. Okay.
1: Jeff, why don't you tell our listeners how they can learn more about you and your, uh, and your business, maybe your social media and your website?
2: Pretty, pretty much everything is under the umbrella of Solid K9 Training. So Solid, letter K, numeric9training.com and all of our different social media platforms. Um, are there's, there's links to there. So that's usually the, the best place to go.
0: Excellent.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you all out there for uh, joining us for another
2: episode of IP Frequently. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Truly really a pleasure.
0: This has been IP Frequently, once again clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome.